Welcome to the Cone Zone. We're the Cones. Grant and Lowell pair a feast. The title of today's show is Analyzing the Niners Locker Room Dynamics. I took a couple of videos today from the locker room. My dad watched, and he is very perceptive. So we're going to see, we're talk about what he saw, and but we're going to save that, of course. We're going we're gonna to also talk about the upcoming matchup with the Washington Commanders, who are really tough, according to Kyle Shanahan. Um, but first, we, want to, we need to talk about some business from last week. George Kittle's t-shirt, the one where he wrote, feels great, baby, in quotation marks, uh, as said by number 10, a.k.a. Jimmy Garoppolo. Dad, why don't you take it away? Yeah. Um, Iggy and I both reacted critically. We were critical of Kittle doing that. And I'm going to talk about what happened to me. Um, in fact, if you don't mind, Iggy, I'll take the lead on this. Um, on Twitter, I got two kinds of responses. One was essentially, you're a scumbag, your son is a scumbag, and you should die. Um, I never, I never take any of that uh, seriously because it's, it's not part of an argument. It's just name calling. So what I do is with people like that, especially when they invoke my son in a negative way, because I love my son blockage and I love the blockage act but there were a high proportion of people who are regulars on my Twitter feed who are very reasonable people and nice people and I got basically two responses from them Lowell I disagree with you and here's why Um, or Lowell would you reconsider this now when reasonable people ask you in a reasonable way to reconsider something, especially if you're in a public domain like journalism, it's the professional thing to do to, to, to take them seriously. So I've been thinking about it for several days, and so is Iggy, and we've been talking about it. And I would like to do this exercise with Iggy. You may not know, but a lot of you may know, all the years that I was a columnist, I also taught at University of San Francisco. I taught creative writing to graduate students, to master's students. And Iggy would come once a year to my class, starting when he was six years old. So he saw us do this. Sometimes someone would argue a position, and I would say, okay, argue the opposite point of view. It's so important to help you be a fair, reasonable thinker. So I think it's incumbent upon Iggy and me to argue the opposite point of view from what we we had the last few days about the T-shirt. And one other thing, and this I want to say and not Iggy, the context was when Trey Lance got hurt and Jimmy came back, some of the veterans, and I believe Kittle, in the locker room seemed almost gleeful. Not that Trey got hurt, but that the other guy— Jimmy was back, and I thought they they should have tamped it down. It was in bad taste, and that influenced the way I saw the T-shirt. But now I want to play th- this exercise, perform this exercise. Iggy, why don't you go first and give say something in defense of Kittle? Well, there was a specific context to the shirt. They were about to clinch in Seattle, uh, the division for the first time since 2019 when they clinched the division in Seattle. That day in 2019, 
Kittle wore a shirt that said "Feels Great, Baby." Uh, you know, as said by you know, Dash Jimmy Garoppolo. He's so it was, it was hearkening back to that day, same occasion, same place, um, and an homage to a fallen teammate. Yeah, and and what, when I think about it, and I was rational about it, um, the context mattered a lot. And when I'm going to go on a little further with what you said to an homage to a fallen teammate. Um, Jimmy deserves all the praise he can get. He sure. he stepped in in a horrible situation, and he was on a winning streak, and he's the quarterback who really has kept his team alive. Now, it's possible that the kid will be better or not. We don't know. But the kid so far has done really well, and I think not only is it okay, but it's admirable to say, let's not forget the guy who got us here. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is a... a a fine player and a fine man, and this is important for Lowell and to remember. he kept the team alive. I like that. He yes, and it's, this is important for Lowell to remember. By praising G- Jimmy, he wasn't putting down Brock Purdy. Right. Praising is praising. He didn't say Brock Purdy is undeserving or is no good. And I think, I can't speak for Iggy, but I was reacting to the, to what happened with Trey Lance, and I was wrong. I was wrong about that. So as far as I'm concerned, George, my apologies to you. I uh, I take it back. I'm I'm glad that reasonable people asked me to rethink it, and I did, and it was a pleasure to change my mind. Also, uh, George didn't praise Jimmy. He merely invoked Jimmy. Good, good point. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. So, so I, yeah, we, we did that. Antonio says, hey, guys, pop a cone with wisdom every day. Unrelated Niners topic is for an argument with a friend. Matt Ryan is Hall of Famer or not? I say not. Not, no way. I don't consider him a winning quarterback. I mean, no. his record is winning, but n- not in big games. I, I, I don't like his yeah. work. In big games, he gets a lead and loses. I don't like him. California Bears says, why don't you do one-on-one player interviews in the locker room? I have in the past. It's kind of hard. It's kind of awkward to do with a phone like that. Uh I should. Larry Larry does it. He has he gets a, an assistant in with him, which is pretty cool. He has a second credential and he has a guy holding the thing for him. But I could do him. Thanks, California Bear. Joey Mellon says, Where's the homage to Trey Lance? Well, that was that's old business and that should have happened a long time ago. Right. Not uh, from fairness, us, from the players. In fairness to George, it was an homage to winning the division, which they never did with Trey Lance. <laughs> All right. So, Dad, uh, a lot of times the super chats I get when I take when I do call-in shows, the calls I get are, "Let's talk about what might happen after the season if X happens, if yeah. Y happens." And I understand that the Niner fans are extremely intrigued what's going to happen this offseason because it is going to be very interesting. But uh, it seems a little like the wrong timing to be talking about that, considering that they're in the middle of like one of the all-time most interesting seasons in franchise history. Can we talk about uh, the hypotheticals? Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, what I'm asking for on this show, of course, no one will pay attention, but what I'm asking for is a moratorium on what-if questions. Because what, it, it takes away from the drama and uh, the passion of this wonderful season. Um, so 
I'll give you a what if question. We can go back and forth on what if questions. I wish we could table until after the season. Uh, One, if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl, does that mean he automatically has the starting job next season over Trey Lance? Uh, what if? No, it's it's yeah. like we're playing Jeopardy. What if uh, Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl? Does that mean he automatically has a starting job over Trey Lance next season? My answer would be, how the hell do I know? And what's more, he hasn't gotten into the Super Bowl. He hasn't won the Super Bowl. Let's table that till March. Yeah, uh, That's one that drives me nuts. What if... Kyle Shanahan wins the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. Does that make him a better head coach than Bill Walsh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or even does that put put him in the top three coaches in the league right. uh, if, if he wins? Yeah. And w- why is it premature on that, Iggy? He hasn't done it yet. <laughs> he hasn't done it yet. So let's see him yeah, do it. He's gotten close that. in the past. There's um, that. Uh, let's see. If Brock Purdy gets hurt during the playoffs, could Trey Lance come back and play? Yes. Or could what Jimmy if? come back and play? Yeah. What, what, what if, if what, what if what if uh Brock Purdy gets hurt in the playoffs? Can they go yeah. can they will Jimmy save them? Will Trey save them? Will Josh Johnson come in? And will Josh Johnson be better than Brock Purdy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. yes. There has to be an Elijah Mitchell question. Oh, what yeah. if Elijah Mitchell is really healthy next season? Would he split time or carries with CMC? What if? Yeah. yeah that's right? That. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what if um, Trey Lance outplays Brock Purdy in a quarterback competition? Will they give the job to Brock Purdy anyway because of the, the playoff run? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think all those questions, it's like, first of all, Every week, things change, and the conversation changes. So the, the hypothetical discussions we were having last week no longer matter because right. things have happened. Players have gotten hurt. We've learned more, and uh, there's more information. All that, all, all those conversations were a waste of time. And each of the, the conversations now are a waste of time. And it's when we have the full picture and all the evidence, we'll be able to have these conversations intelligently at that time. But right now, right. it's like, what if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl? What if he loses to the commanders this week and has a uh, quarterback rating of 14. I mean, we, either thing could happen. I, why, why even discuss it before it happens? Well, and that's happen? how football, that's how football yeah. people think they, yeah. they are. God love them by the necessity of their profession. They're into the here and now. Yeah. They, they are not thinking two weeks ahead. It's not how they live. They live in the here and now because the here and now is all that's available to us. And that's how I'm telling you Kyle Shanahan thinks. It's how his dad thought. It's how Bill Walsh thought. Otherwise, you're a dead duck. And I got to say, what if questions are about the least interesting questions you could ask? What if? You know, what if your aunt had a couple of, you know, she'd be uncle. So (laughs) why do we need to play that game? You could do what if for anything. It's not really that intellectually stimulating. But here's the thing. To be fair to all the the fans that that call in and ask these what what if questions, it's because the last three games on the schedule look like gimme wins. And I think Niner fans are looking for something a little bit more stimulating to talk about. So, to be fair, that's where it's coming from, I think. Okay, but you know what? Don't take them for granted. Don't. Don't. Don't take them for Sunday. granted. They're even, not though we're gonna totally, f- even though we're going to totally write off Washington in about three yeah. minutes, don't take them for granted. 
No, because I'm telling you that Kyle Shanahan and his staff oh. are preparing as seriously as they ever had in their whole ever have in their whole lives. They're not taking it for granted. Uh, so I don't, I'm not sure the fans should either. Iggy, I have to tell you, uh, a few years before I retired, I did an I did an article on um, crazy Super Bowl bets because Iggy, there are so many crazy Super Bowl bets that you can get odds on. One was that Jesus Christ would appear at halftime on the field at the Super Bowl, and you, you can get, get odds. You can get, you get odds, odds on, on that. that? Did you get good odds? Did you, did you take that? I didn't. I don't bet. But you, the, you, the odds that you get are phenomenal on that one. Yes. How do you pass up that, those kind of odds? I can only imagine. <laughs> you put one dollar down. It happens. Not it only happens. did Jesus come, you're rich. It's like now, a double whammy. What I wonder is, what if a Jesus impersonator came? True. Does that count? Yeah, and could the, could the uh, casinos really cover those bets? I mean, it seems yeah. like they probably couldn't. So maybe but anyway, there, there was a bet like that. That's good. It's very What if? Yeah. What if Jesus shows himself? <laughs> Mikey 49er says 10 shouldn't be on the team. Head coach had uh, Purdy no trust. Um, there's a reason that Jimmy's on the team. I- Iggy, uh, isn't there a limit of people that can bring off the injured list? No, he said that they never should have brought back Jimmy in the first place. Oh, well, no. that uh, Jimmy did beautifully. Yeah. Not as well as Brock, though. See, Turley says, what if fans listen and understood and understood what a moratorium is and understand? Hold on. Let me try reading again. What if fans listened and understood what a moratorium is and understood the NFL is a week-to-week business? I appreciate you both for this segment. Well, thank you. Thank you. Took me a minute to read it, though. All right. Let's move on. So now that we've talked about how you can't overlook opponents, let's talk about why the 49ers are going to destroy Washington. Dad, you first. Oi. Oi. Um... Uh, here's the deal. The Commanders, I want to get back to their name in a minute because I could have thought of better names than Commanders. Yeah. Um, the Commanders are a well-coached team that tries very hard. They have a yeah. zilch offense Yes, against ordinary defenses. Can you imagine when they play what if they play the 49ers defense? <laughs> what if? What if oh, yeah. they play the 49ers defense? Yeah. It's going to be uh, grim. It's going yeah. to be grim uh, when that happens, Iggy. And uh, so I, I, I just think I'm not saying the Niners offense won't play well, but I'm saying the defense will win the game and absolutely smother the commanders. Yeah, I mean, this is the kind of game where the opponent could score six points. Yeah. Nine points, ten points, something like that. Uh, What's interesting about this matchup, I do expect the Niners to win comfortably. But what's interesting about this matchup is that Washington does have a good defense. They have a kick-ass D-line, a big, strong D-line. And um, it'll be an interesting test for the Niners offense it'll look sort of like a playoff defense and we might get a slight preview into what this Brock Purdy production might look like in the playoffs down the line but other than that they're going to win by double digits yeah that's an interesting point it'll be a nice test for Brock Purdy and that offense but uh, Iggy I like the last game the Niners played it was never ever in doubt I don't imagine that this game against the commanders 
will ever be in doubt. I, I, in addition, certain games have suspense and drama. I don't expect this game to have those qualities. How can the how can the commanders create suspense and drama if they're only scoring six points or seven? Yeah, I don't see how they can do it. So they have a, uh, a you know they have their version of Brock Purdy and Ty- Taylor Heineke, you know, plucky quarterback, some decent running backs. I don't know. They they actually have some good wide receivers. I just don't think they're talented enough. They're like a bad version of the Niners' offense. The Niners have a decent offense. This is like everything but a worse than what the Niners have. A worse yeah. running back, worse wide receivers, worse tight end, worse quarterback, a worse offensive coordinator. It's North Turner's son. North Turner's son. So you got North Turner's son against Mike Shanahan's son in this game. They're very That's similar, these teams. are very sim- Apparently Washington leads the league in time of possession. So really all the, their offense tries to do is waste time. I, I don't know if that's going to get it done against the Niners. I don't know. But that's what the Niners try to do on offense a lot, too. Just chew up time. Go Norv slow. Turner, a uh, nice man, very good offensive coordinator, just didn't have it as a head coach. No. Uh, Mike Shanahan was a better head coach. But those two guys were really the – and Mike Holmgren were like the three top offensive minds of the 90s. Wouldn't you I say? would agree. Those oh, yeah. Those were the guys. Yeah. I would agree. Um. Yeah. um I, w- I want to tell my uh, Ron, Rivera Ron Rivera story. story. Yeah. And then I want to go over other better names for the commanders. Obviously, okay. they had a change in name. You can't have Redskins. Yeah. I totally get it. It would be like calling them, you know, the Washington Jews. It, you, you can't have that. So I, I'm, uh, but I wouldn't I'll, be against a team called the Jews. I think it would be kind of cool. You could have Yamaka Knight. I'm just saying, yeah. I, I think it would be fun. I would go. I would, I would buy to- that. I would buy that hat. I would wear that shirt. But that's just. I don't know. That's me. Yamaka Knight. I like it. And after kidding? a touchdown, they could daven in the stands. That would be really fun. They could but, do this you know, with. Right. I'm just saying. Yeah, I would do that. Yamaka I'd be all over that. Menorah, Menorah Day. Yeah. Matzo ball soup day. Are you kidding? It needs to happen. Should happen. The Jews. The okay. Maccabees. Sorry. The Ma- The fighting Jews. Mac- the fighting Jews. They're right. They could have the Maccabee section. They got the Maccabee section. Yeah, it's Hanukkah cool. coming up. I mean, or is it Hanukkah now? I don't know. It's the third night. That's how shows how, how good we are, Dad. No, I've been. I got to tell you, I've been sick all week. I don't even know what day it is. Okay. Can you hear how snotty I am? So Ron yeah. Rivera's story. Years and years and years ago, uh, you may not know, he was played linebacker for uh, Cal, and um, so after games. Uh, I would be interviewing people. You know, they'd bring a player in. And me and the other press, we'd sit and they'd bring him in. And here's Ron Rivera, who I didn't know at first, personally, sitting near me with a pad out, taking notes on my questions. So when the whole thing was over, this was the very first time, you know, we interviewed somebody and it was over and it was clear I was done and I was going to go right. He said, uh, Lowell, he might even have said, Mr. Cohn, may, may I uh, just bother you for a few moments? I'm Ron Rivera, you know, and what's more, he was a hell of a star. And I said, sure. And he said, he had his pad, you asked this question, what were you trying to elicit? Uh, what, uh, when you got this answer, what did you think? Why did you follow up with this? And I thought, oh, my God. Yeah, I have well. never met a college athlete or, frankly, a college student with this level of maturity. Right. And in that season, 
he did it every single game, every single home wow. game, and we had that conversation. I was so impressed and so charmed. Now, he, was a, he went into the NFL and had a very good career. Mm-hmm. When he asked me those questions, I didn't know that he would be a successful head coach in the NFL, but I knew he'd be somebody. Because yeah. he's the only one in all of the years covering sports who ever had that level of interest because as a head future head coach, he wanted to know how to handle the media. Yeah. Or maybe he was, he was thinking maybe he would be media one day. Who knows what a young Mark right. Rivera thought his options could be when he was older. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm talking professional athletes college. He is probably the top five or, or top three uh, who've ever impressed me at that level. I covered uh, the Super Bowl at Levi's um, when he was in it with when he was co- coaching the Panthers and he was there every every day that week and I went up to him and shook his hand and reminded him of that story and he remembered it so just wanted to He did? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Interesting. Because not he, only was he sincere enough to write it down, he actually remembered it 30 years later. Yeah, he's a wonderful later. guy. Yeah. And you know, he's a military kid. I think he grew up, you know, down near Monterey and he's a very serious chain of command person and i want to tell you it's not very fashionable these days i find it uh interesting fred warner's the same way fred warner oh, middle we, linebacker military i think I, I think so i mean he's down from san diego which is a big i'm pretty sure fred warner's the same way and he's byu right yes yes and tommy homo former 49er is the athletic director and really likes fred right oh absolutely yes yes no question some names uh, for the for the commanders. Oh yeah, I understood why they had to change the name. Let me just get, say, I think names that might have been better. The Senators—they've used that name before for baseball teams. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a nice name, the Washington Senators? Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any Yankee? Because I have more. Well, they had it for a year as the Washington Football Team. I thought that was actually kind of cool to just call it. By the way, I would have preferred if they called call, that. Would have been. It. That would have been a lot. really cool. Because, I mean, naming it after, like, a cat or an animal is so lame, you know? Or something that no one knows. What is a commander? No idea what a commander is. Yeah. But I will say, if they change the name of the stadium to Commander's Palace, I'm in. <laughs> Explain uh, why. Commander's Palace is our favorite restaurant in New Orleans. It's an old-school restaurant uh, that we try to go to when we're in New Orleans, and it's great. It's called Commander's Palace, so... Another one, Iggy, um, the Washington Capitals. Now, was that the team that the that the uh, Globetrotters always beat? No, that's or, no. The Washington Capitals are are a hockey team. Oh, well, then team. you can't do that. The Generals. Sh- Wasn't the Washington Generals that the Globetrotters always beat? Was that it, the Generals? generals? So How the about- commanders kind of sound like the Generals. It means like you're going to lose all the time. It's a bad name. Okay. What yeah. about the Washington Congress? That's terrible. <laughs> don't make me laugh i'm so congested it sucks right that was the worst yeah it's all right we'll let that one okay slide. yeah okay <laughs> all right well that's another yeah. reason washington can't compete with the niners because they have a terrible name and the 49ers are what do you think of the niners as a 49ers it's one of the best names in sports yeah i love it, it. it's really yeah good. yeah it's at the it's at the level of yankees yes absolutely it is did you see that Kittle TD play that's been going viral that Bill Walsh drew up and ran as well? I thought Kyle said he didn't watch any Bill Walsh. The one where they fake left, fake right. Yeah, I mean, the Niners, yeah. Hey, well, hold on. As yeah. far as Kyle never watching Bill Walsh, 
bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. Bullshit. Irfan says, is Mooney Ward playing better than 2020 Verrett? About as good. About as good. Maybe not. I wouldn't say not. I don't think so. But close. Ward had a tough game against Kansas City and Miami. Uh, thank you, route runner. Papa Cone, the best Niner defense during your tenure. Is this it? The best Could Niner be. defense. I got to tell you, I, I've thought back to some of the ones that Seifert uh, was in charge of. Um, or Heckert. Um, this is great. I, I would say this might be the best. Now, the 1984 Niners, I was looking it up, they also ranked number one in fewest points allowed. That was um, Seifert as the coordinator. Uh, and they gave up uh, 227 points in 16 games. What is that? Hold on, let me see. 227 divided by 16. That's 14 points per game. The Niners are currently giving up 15 points per game. But that was 1984 where there was a little bit less scoring. So, hard yeah. to say. But I think this you is, can make the argument, this is the best one. And and what you want to say is this is an all-time elite defense. All-time elite defense with yeah. great players on the line, at linebacker, and in the secondary. Joey Mellon says, Washington did beat Philadelphia. I don't take any game lightly after Chicago, Denver, Atlanta. That's fair. They're the only team that's beaten Philly, Washington. And they do have a legit defense. They're going to make Brock Purdy work his ass off. It's going to be very interesting. Kanye would hate the Washington Jews. <laughs> Thank you, official BNA Music 88. That's he would, like us, he would like us if he got to know us. Sean says, <laughs> how do you think this defense compares to the 1994 Niners defense with names like Deion Bryant, Young, Merton, Hanks, and more? It's probably better. It's probably better. I mean, they're giving up 15 points. 15. Is it just me or does Purdy give off Shia LaBeouf? I was going to say that. I was going to say that. You probably don't know who Shia LaBeouf is, Dad. He was a I have no a, idea. He was in. No, you don't know. He's an actor from. He's about my age. Looks a lot like Shia LaBeouf, definitely. The, young Shia. I was thinking Holes Shia, not Transformer Shia. Are we ready to call the defense Legion of Doom? No. No. That's what the Seahawks were. Double B Studio. You got you to gotta have something more original than that. More original. All right. Let's talk about. Let's talk about the Nick Bosa shrug. You know what I'm oh. talking about, Dad. Yeah, you know, I noticed that after he sacks somebody. Iggy, could you do that shrug, what he does? He, he does the, like that. Yeah, like that. You're good. And I've been watching it, and I, and it popped today while I was lying in bed thinking, can I actually do the show? Do I need to take a shower? Which I did. And so I asked Iggy about it on the phone when we were prepping. <laughs> and he's, he, Give the background, because I didn't know it. Well... The way I interpret it is it's an homage to the famous Jordan iconic moment where I believe it was in the 80s or something in the playoffs and he scored like 60-something points and it was against, I think, Portland and went at, at, toward the end of the game where he was just going crazy after making some amazing shot. He looked back at the Portland bench and just shrugged like, what do you expect from Michael Jordan? And it was iconic. It wasn't like in your face, no, no yelling, no flexing, just I'm Michael Jordan. Sorry. And that's, that's what Nick Bosa, I think, is alluding to with that move. Well, here's the thing. Um, I, I asked Diggy, what does it mean? And we both came from, like, what do you expect? You know, yeah. I'm that good, right? Yeah. Um, I want to come back to the playground where I grew up across the street from my uh, apartment house in Brooklyn. It was very territorial, and we played – Stick ball, punch ball, slap ball, all these games with with a Spalding, which you don't know what it is. 
And Spalding is a tennis ball without the fur, right? Yeah, and and it, everything was a Spalding. Yeah, and if a guy from another neighborhood came and did that stuff to to our guys, the Italian kids would kick the shit out of him <laughs> if he did that. That you know, Bosa shrug, unless he could back it up, right? And then they would admire him. I see. And so what I feel about Bosa is a guy like that. In a way, you could hate him, except if he's good enough to do to to back up the shrug, and right. he is. So I think he's earned it. He deserves it, and good for him. Yeah, it's a very ambitious celebration. It's like yeah. I'm the best. So you got to be the best. best. And so far, he's the best. So yeah, it's fitting. It it's would be fitting. really annoying if it was like some guy. Like for example, the Niners used to have a pass rusher, at defensive end named Cassius Marsh. Fine guy. Went to UCLA. He'd get about maybe four sacks a season, maybe five. When he would get a sack, he would do this spinning, jumping roundhouse kick like he was Bruce Lee. And it was like, man, that you do, you need to stop that. You're not good enough to be jumping around doing spinning roundhouse kicks like you're the best because you're not. Like, just do something a little bit more, you know, your speed. So that's what I would have to say about that. Yeah. I, no, it's a good, that's a good thing, a, yeah. a good comparison. And I'm saying Bosa is entitled so yeah, he is. So God love you, Nick. Uh, I'm waiting for you to do it against the Commanders or whatever they are, the Washington Football Team. That would have been. Oh, a I don't name. know if he's good enough to sack Taylor Heineke, Dad. I don't know. <laughs> I think he, Taylor Heineke is going to get the best of him this week. Mikey says brevity is the soul of wit. Hamlet, second act. Uh, that's for sure. And w- what does that mean? I don't know. I don't know what that was in reference. Of. Does it mean that we should cut it cut it short? No, maybe he's talking about the way Nick Bosa talks. Lowell, <laughs> I, I got know. it, I got it, I got it, okay, I, I got it. Uh, Lowell, I like your take on what if questions. I always tell people if my auntie had a male part, she'd be my uncle. Stop that if. Yeah. Right. Yes. My, my mother used to say if your grandmother had testicles, she'd be your grandfather. There you go, he said it. We were dancing, he said it, that's why I like my he dad. He said testicles. <laughs> California Bear says no, Bosa's shrug comes from when he said the Cowboys O-line was beatable in first drive, he sacked him for a fourth down and he shrugged like I told you so. I think he's been doing it since college, but hey, maybe I'm wrong. I thought it was the the Michael Jordan thing. All right. So I was filming Nick Bosa in the oh. locker room today. And I noticed Brock Purdy in the background of my shot because they're a couple lockers down. And um, you noticed. So I, I started focusing in on Brock. Like, hey, there's the Niners quarterback right there. What did you notice from my um, footage yeah. of Brock? Let me give uh, some more context. There was a whole crowd around Bosa. Yeah. Where Iggy was positioned, he could see a few lockers away where Brock Purdy was. And then he was intrigued because Iggy and I are very interested in human behavior. Yeah. I always was when I was covering sports. Here That's we see, why my focus went to Purdy away from, from yeah, Bosa. Because Bosa was answering football questions. And Russ, and he answers. Uh, it, none of his answers are ever astonishing. No, okay, no offense, but no. So, so Iggy focused. I don't know how you do it with a phone, but he focused on the quarterback. And what's the quarterback doing? First of all, no one is around him. He's on his own. He's face on, sitting on a stool, facing his locker, and it looked like he was eating a bowl of soup. It's scarfing it down. Whatever scarfing he had, a tray, a tray of food, and it was just like, yeah, yeah, and yeah, and. Like he had five minutes to eat, and he was going to eat. Yeah. 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 And if 
you didn't know who it was, you would think this was a ball boy. And listen, I'm not saying this is an exaggeration. He had the last locker at the end of the line. You would have thought, oh, let's give this locker to the ball boy. And he had to um, hurry up because he had cleats to clean uh, before. And he's the- barely in the locker room. He's barely almost, in the locker room. He's, he's almost out. That was the Nick Mullins locker, by the way. I think they they give that to the third string quarterback. Like you're on the oh. team, but barely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did yeah. See the door over there. <laughs> yeah. and, and, the exit sign right there. Yeah. That's and you. I, I, what I I liked was how Purdy was just so humble, unaware that anyone would be, even want to look at him, and that Iggy had the brains to focus on it. Literally focus. Tell about the Christmas cards. Okay, so first thing when we get in the locker room, uh, we see Purdy, and he's got a he's going locker to locker one at a time, and he's grabbing a card out and putting it like fa- like like on the man like you know how you would put it on your on your mantle so you could see yeah. it. And it's I think him and maybe like his brother or something, and they got little Christmas things on, and they're smiling, and it was really cute. And it's like you know he's not you know you hear about like franchise quarterbacks giving gifts to their offensive linemen give by everyone a Rolex or something like that. This guy's making after taxes and everything, probably like half a million dollars this year. He got Christmas cards for his teammates. It was in his budget. And it's the thought that counts dad. And I thought it was quite thoughtful. Yes, it was quite thoughtful. And in addition, while you were talking to Bosa, it was right up on the shelf of Bosa's locker and Bosa had put it there. Yes, he was he was happy for the gift, and yes. Iggy. All, if you see the, the video, he focused on that as well. So, what do these things tell us about Brock Purdy? Well, he doesn't exactly own the locker room yet. That being said, he's not fading into the. He's not a wallflower. He's in the corner, and he's you know he's still got his head down, eating his food, and, and doing the taking it one day at a time. But at the same time, he's starting to act like a. a a central fixture in that locker room. I, here's here's my face in every single locker. Me smiling. That's right. Don't you know what I mean? And it's not. I'm not. I'm not imposing. I'm not pushing. But I am the quarterback of this team. And, and who doesn't like a Christmas card? It's right. Pretty, it's pretty non-committal. So it seems very humble. But yes. on the other hand, he's coming forward and saying, "Put my face in your locker." Yeah, I'm your leader. I'm your leader. I'm your leader. And I thought that that he did it with such tact, but yeah. he did it. He did it. He did it. Very, so, very strategic. I wonder if him and his family thought of it. It's it's the perfect amount. You know how you say, like, no pressure, the perfect amount of pressure? It's the perfect amount of pushiness. Like, hey, I'm not necessarily saying I'm the franchise quarterback here, but uh, here's my picture for your locker. Yeah. 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 I loved I it. That. I loved it. And very and clever. the fact that he was sitting there eating alone and uh, like the ball boy, it showed his two weeks – two and a half weeks of success hasn't changed him at all. Agree. He's, and all, he's, yeah. Yeah. Agree. And one of the things I like about him is I feel like he's the first quarterback the Niners have had in a long time, legit starter, who is, hasn't been given the job. Like he's, ha- he's in the process of earning it, and he may or may not, but he has to earn this job. And he's like trying to win the teammates over. You know, it's not like, hey, you know, they they gave me $150 million as my team. Like, you better get to like me or not. Or they spent three first-round picks on me. It's my freaking team. And I'm not saying Jimmy and Trey acted that way, but the Niners created those situations. Now you got Mr. Irrelevant, and he's had three good games. Well, 
He's not. This is his opportunity. He's going to make the most out of it. He's got nothing guaranteed. And watch this 22-year-old make mature, smart decision after another. A 34-year-old and a 77-year-old can sit back and be like, oh, that was very smart. That was good. I like what he did right there. I I wish I would. I'd like to think I would do something with with that much poise if I were in his position. But frankly, if I were 22, I wouldn't have. Um, just think about the difference uh, at Cleveland. You think Deshaun uh, Watson's putting Christmas cards in everybody's locker? He, or, he, yeah, or, or what people always said about Baker Mayfield. I mean, everyone hated that guy. I wonder why. But I, what I want to say about Watson is he doesn't have to win over the locker room. Right. They had Good to point. go through purgatory to to get him. Right. And, uh, and, and such bad publicity. Yeah. Uh, it, it's his locker room. Uh, for for better or for worse, and you better keep your mouth shut. Same with Russell Wilson in Denver. Absolutely. You know, it's really nice for to have a quarterback like this. Yes. Who, you know, he may not be the greatest quarterback of all time, but he might be perfect for this system. And look at how he's having to operate to make this work. You know, with humble, with humbly, he has to be humble here. It's great. Usually. Someone becomes the quarterback of the 49ers and it just it seems to, I don't know, it's it's too much or it goes to their head or it's just, it's a heady position. It's like the most glamorous position in American sports. And it's nice to see someone not be promised the job and have to earn it every single moment and to see what, how, how they go about doing it, what they're trying to do. He is trying to I'll do I'll tell you something, a, a very interesting parallel, comparison when Joe Montana started out and before he was Joe Montana, and you know yep. what I mean by that, yep. he was just like that. Right. He was uh, extremely humble. Yep. And I think there's still a part of Joe that's extremely humble. But before he won the Super Bowl, right. he was uh, so uh, accessible. He would return phone calls. Mm-hmm. He he didn't um, – he wasn't a big star yet, and he acted with uh, uh, great humility, and it was very attractive in Joe. Like this kid. Because just like Purdy, he was never promised the starting job. He's a third-round pick. Absolutely not. Yeah. Third-round pick. You could be a backup. You could be a washout. Uh, yeah. So he had to earn it Yeah. every step of the way. So it's nice. It's nice. It's nice. It's, Iggy, the story of, of the 49ers is fascinating. Yes. Add on to that the story of Brock Purdy. Wow. What a season. Yeah, what it's, a season. It's, it, what it's a amazing. Season. I don't mean to go what if or into the future, but he's don't. under contract for three more years. They can't extend him for two more years. He's make, No matter what he does, he's making $900 million next year, and he's probably going to be living in an apartment with uh, roommates, and that could be the biggest star on the team, the biggest star. You know, the, the 49ers quarterback could just be some guy in Santa Clara. I think it's pretty pretty amazing. Shopping at Safeway, got his Shopping cart. Shopping at Safeway, yeah. You know, One with of those carts card. With, yeah. with, the, with the wheels going to the right, yeah. and you keep Dri- trying to straight. Driving a, a used Toyota from 2002, an Avalon, you know, because it gets good mileage, but at the same time, it's spacious. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. Gary Can I tell you play. something, before you read that, another reason this is a great season we criticize Kyle for getting off to slow starts, and he deserves the criticism. But the slow start made it more interesting. Yeah, and what you could say is better to finish strong than start strong. You want to you want to peak late, right? And the Niners are yeah. doing that. 
like Miami right started strong. Yeah. Look and at them. they're not finishing strong, are they? And the Jets, no. too. And I'm not saying the Eagles, but Jalen Hurts hurt. Jalen Hoyts is Hoyt. So. <laughs> Jalen Hoyts is Hoyt. Hey, Hoyts is Hoyt. Hoyts is Hoyt. <laughs> it couldn't Hoyt. It could, though, in his case. Grant, make Alcatraz nickname famous. You have to. I think that's a good nickname for that for the uh, for the defense. They lock you up. You know, hold on. Um, isn't the nickname for Alcatraz the Rock? The Rock. There you go. It's the Rock. The Rock. I Not like Alcatraz. That. The Rock. What do you think? Because yeah, you got you got the Rock on defense and the Brock on offense. The Rock <laughs> and the Brock. I like that. There you go. <laughs> Gabriel says, uh, "Crazy that our starting quarterback shares an apartment with two other players." Yeah, and Will. For the four, he, the, the Niners are going to have to find a way to pay him under the table. They're going to have to get him some amazing endorsements. He should be, although not too much, because then you become Baker Mayfield and everyone hates you. You got to find the right endorsements. The Purdy effect is coming soon, even to Kittle, says Mikey 49er. Seems like he's winning over everyone. How could you not be won over by a Christmas card? That is just so charming. Hey, Grant, just wondering which $100 bottle of wine you got your dad. I got him two $50 bottles of Morgon. Beaujolais, it's a Beaujolais. And what we're going to do is, after the game on Saturday night, Iggy's going to come over to his brother Brian's house, and I'm going to be there earlier with his wife Swasti, and we're gonna, I'm going to bring over those Morgons, and we're going to drink them. Thank you, yeah. Iggy. Double B Studio says, thanks for the pretty inside. I'm glad us fans have an inside man. NFL should pay you for your hard knocks work in a lower budget, LOL. Well, it's a funny thing. is like, I go, to, I go there, and I do this every day, and sometimes... Sometimes I just kind of go through the motions. And my dad, ever since I got this job, I originally was living at home. And my dad would always, when I would come home, he'd be like, so what happened today? And I'd be like, eh, nothing. He'd be like, no, don't say nothing. What happened today? And sometimes he would just have to ask it another way. I'd just start telling about the day and he would slow me down. And when you watch these things, you like, Purdy in the locker room. Let's talk. That's a topic. So I would I would have went right past it. It was my dad noticing it from a, from a video. So it's my dad's special. It's the reason I why want this show is so much different than everyone, every other show. Because my dad. Yeah. Uh, when I was watching Iggy's videos today, and I watched also, I'm a former journalist, so I watched from a journalist's perspective, and I talked to Iggy about it. He was with Bosa, and the group was around Bosa. To Bosa's left and to Iggy's right, there was, at the end of the line, Purdy. But in between, sitting at his locker was Dre Greenlaw, and Michael Silver, who was a friend of Iggy and me, and I, I've known Michael forever and we're friends and I really admire him, was alone and he was interviewing Greenlaw. And I said to Iggy, you know, Iggy, when I was in the locker room, I wouldn't have been with the group. I would have been the person talking to, to, to um, Dre Greenlaw or someone else. And Iggy made the very interesting point. He said, look, Michael can do that because... Eric Branch of the Chronicle is doing the basic work, and Michael can drift around mm-hmm. and make connections. Eric can hit every every group interview, and Mike can do all the other things in between. Because why would you be in the same group interview? Exactly, you explain. You're not even it writing well. the same thing. But what I what I really like about what I admire about what, the way Mike does it, it's very old school. When he goes and talks to a player one on one, I'm not eavesdropping. I've just noticed he doesn't record it; he writes it down. And it seems like it's probably off the record. So, and the players trust him. So it's very old school. It's very informal too. It's I'm just writing it down. I'm not recording it. It's, I'm not pressing you here. This is, you know. I'm so not what? I, what I said to Iggy was, 
maybe in the future, if the whole group is around somebody and you don't feel that person will say anything astonishing, like Bose again, he never says anything that's going to be in your lead, in your story. Um, maybe Iggy could maybe not do that. He doesn't, he's not working with another person. Right. Um, uh, he doesn't have Eric Branch. M- maybe he could go talk to Jimmy Ward or somebody else uh, to try to strike somewhat of a balance. But I did notice that in the video and, I'm, and I thought, right, Michael, that's what I would have done. I would have been yeah. like Michael. Yeah, absolutely. SoCal 49ers says, Grant, I asked you this earlier in the season, but I'll ask you again. Is this the craziest season you've ever covered? Last time you didn't think so. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The Brock Purdy story, this is Bizarro World. This is the Twilight Zone. The Rock and the Brock make a shirt, Grant. (laughs) Okay. Thomas Tyler says, if the players are going to run the team, let it be a Brock-tatorship. Escape from Alcatraz uh, for the Niners' sake, hopefully not. I don't think Taylor – I don't think – if someone does, it won't be Taylor Heineke. Do you think we'll draft Frank Gore's son? He's legit. Maybe. I, the Niners do like drafting legacy players because they think they feel they un, they know what it takes to be a pro. They grew up around it. Like me and you. Just wondering if there are any new injuries in Seattle. You guys are great. Thank you, Cones. Kerry Hyder hurt his ankle. Uh, Traverius Ward still in the concussion protocol. That's all I know. So, No. Good question, Joey. Joey Mellons, everybody. That's the show. Thank you very much for watching. It's always a high point of my week. The cone's on. Me too. I love you, Grant. Love you too, Dad. I'll call you in a minute. Everyone that's watching, if you want more Niner talk, I'll be back at 5 o'clock with Larry Kruger. La- Larry Kruger. Kruger, as my dad would In say. Brooklyn, in Brooklyn. Well, we would. I, I had to go to college to learn how to talk. Yeah. We would have called him Larry Kruger. In, the ER was an A. And listen, I didn't know until I went to college that mother and father were pronounced that way. I thought they were pronounced mother and father. Yeah. I, Larry, Larry's like me. He's from he's from San Francisco. I'm from Oakland. And he would say Larry, Larry Kruger. You would say Larry, which I think is hilarious. Larry. Well, uh, how do you what? say get Larry? What is Larry? I don't know. That's how we say it out here in California. I don't know who made the rules. Adrian says, what's up with the homemade Jimmy G tribute tea that Kittle made for himself? <laughs> we already handled that, I think. <laughs> when you Iggy, put it that way, though. Yeah. Iggy, yeah. do you say Nevada or Nevada? Nevada. Nevada? Yeah, what do you say? Nevada. Nevada. But but they don't That's like it. That's another one. That's another one right there. <laughs> Nevada, I don't know. Gloves off too. I know it's in there, Lowell. Well, Mike. I'm writing another book, but it's it's I I'm I don't want to write I don't want to write about sports anymore. I had it. It's, I, uh, it's about Brooklyn. It's all it's about, about my Brooklyn. pops. All right, guys. That's <laughs> Vada. That's the show. Thank you very much, everyone. I'll be back in an hour. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>